Welcome to another powerful word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. All right, my goodness, what a milestone, huh? Graduates, I'm going to speak to you tonight, and I'm going to try to impress you. Let me tell you why. Now, if you hang around me long enough, I will impress you at least once, and I will depress you at least once, okay? That's reality, right? How many people know that? If you hang around somebody long enough, they will impress you at least once, and they will depress you at least once. And uh, relationships uh, that are worth anything are the tried and true and the tested relationships that stand that test of time, that are not moved only by the things that people do that impress us but we stick around even after they depress us <laughs> so that we can learn to walk together because there's no one perfect and there's no one that's, uh, that's uh, going to do everything the way you want it done. But here's my goal tonight, one of my goals. One of my goals is to impress you a little bit because on Wednesday nights, you will no longer be going out to the youth after, you know, this, after our, uh, our uh, promotion Sunday happens. And so you have just literally a few more weeks that you have access to a youth group and to youth relationships. Isn't that amazing? You're graduating now into big church. What's the motivation to come to big church? What's the motivation to show up here on Sundays and Wednesdays whenever you are stepping into a new day? That when you come back from college, why would you want to, on a Sunday, get up and come to church? I'm hoping it's because of how much I impressed you tonight. <laughs> of giving you something each time that you come. And it's going to be my concerted effort. I'm going to do my very best. I promise you, I will pray. I promise you, I will study. I promise you, I will do my best best to seek the will of God for your life and as you grow in life for your family's life and if you will make it a consistent habit to just come to church you know not just statistics but you know most likely uh, uh, the reason you're here now is because it's true it helps it helps secure us it helps build a foundation the house of God, church is a place that we hear the words that God needs us to hear so we can preempt some problems that would otherwise be a greater difficulty for us. I'm hoping that before the test of life come to you, that you will have the answers already there. Wouldn't it be so unfair to show up to class and be given a test, a critical test, perhaps even a life and death test, a pass-fail test, and never have been exposed to the information, never have been taught the right answer. You see, God teaches us. He instructs us. He tells us of things before they come to pass. And most of the failures in life, most of the disappointments that we cause ourselves, 
would not have happened had you known the answer and applied that answer. Church is a place where we hear the answers even before the test comes. And if we happen to fail a test, church is the place where we can come and learn the right answer because I promise you, if you fail a test, you'll get to take it again. Hello? Yeah, it's like failing a grade. You get to repeat. <laughs> Life can be a lot of repeats until you learn to pass. And so my hope tonight is that I would impress you just a little bit and give you something that you need in life, something that you can value, a perspective or an opinion that you can value that will help you on your next season, and on your next journey during this new season of your life. And tonight, I've entitled my message, The Report. It's kind of like a report card, let's say, for example, but, you know, maybe not. The Report. Now, I want to congratulate each one of you, by the way, because uh, you know, not just you, but your parents, your friends, your family, all those that poured into this moment in your life, all those people that helped you to reach this milestone. And you have achieved a goal that, uh, will, that, that has helped to equip you for the next adventure that you're about to take. And you're going to be launching out into some deeper waters, and you're going to be exposing yourself to some things that you have not been exposed to before. You're going to quickly, it seems, come to a place where you'll be making a whole lot more decisions for yourself. And those decisions, you will find out, can have um, you know, alarming and concerning consequences if you don't make them correctly. I can remember, even whenever I went from the place to where my dad was buying the tires on my car to the place where I started buying the tires on my car, I stopped spinning my wheels after that first tire experience where I had to end up paying to put tires on there because they were slick before i thought they just you know happened to be there they would just materialize i didn't realize what it cost for some of the decisions i made and so you know i had to realize if i'm going to make the decisions i may end up paying the price but as far as you are concerned i want you to know it matters very little what i say tonight or what anybody else says ever in your life as far as you're concerned it matters almost nothing what your teachers have said during your school years. It matters almost nothing as far as you're concerned what your parents have said. It matters almost nothing what I will say tonight. As far as you're concerned, the only thing that matters is what you're going to take with you from tonight. Every experience in life is going to give you an opportunity to learn something. Sometimes we learn from people what we want to do and sometimes we learn what we don't want to do. Sometimes we learn how we want to be and other people teach us how we don't want to be. Both of those are very valuable lessons. Thank God for the people that teach you things that are critical in life. Thank God for the opportunities you have to learn from someone else what you don't want to do or how you don't want to be or how you don't want to react. Thank God for those lessons in life. Value each one of them and continue to put yourself in a situation where you can not only listen, but to where you can learn. There is as much difference between listening and learning as there is between telling and teaching. I will have taught you nothing tonight. Your teachers will have taught you nothing during the last 12 years if you cannot repeat what they have said. Two plus two equals four. But that doesn't matter that the teachers told you that until you can repeat it, until you know it, until you decide that you're going to apply that answer to the test question. That's the way life works. And so tonight, I encourage you, 
without regards to how many words you may hear me speak tonight, I'm encouraging you once again this evening to let some of these words impact your life. I will share with you the Word of God, the will of God, the way of God. And if you will follow that, you will come out so much better. You can end up with peace in your home and joy in your heart. You can end up being uh, the one on the job uh, that your bosses depend on, that your employers look for in their time of need. You can end up being the person that is valuable instead of the first person that's cut, instead of the first person that is, that, that, that is laid off. You can end up, you can pad your life by making choices early in life. And not only will it be a blessing to you financially, not only will it be a blessing to you in your home and family-wise, but it will also bring peace into your own life. Just a few simple principles that you can add to life. And, you know, uh, you, can, you can accept what I say tonight, and this is how you should approach every Sunday. This is the way you should approach the rest of your life. You know, believe me or prove me wrong. But engage yourself in it. Get engaged. Believe someone or else prove them wrong. Don't just sit and listen out of politeness. Learn something. Okay? Find a path that you can actually add something to your life with each encounter. Tonight I'm going to share an account with you that's recorded in the book of Numbers. Maybe you're familiar with it. I hope that you are somewhat familiar with it. It's a story. It's an account of the children of Israel facing an opportunity in life. One of the greatest opportunities that they ever faced. You see, they had been in slavery and then they were brought out of slavery by Moses. And the goal of God was to take them into a promised land that was a wonderful place. That's God's goal in our life. You know, we were born into slavery, slavery to sin. And it's God's desire that as we are led out of sin, as we are led into salvation through the relationship we have with Jesus Christ, that we are also taken into a wonderful place in life where we have peace, we're surrounded by peace, to where we you know, have, have abundance and increase. And it's the same thing that God wanted for the children of Israel that He wants for us. And so on their journey to this great opportunity, they came up to a place and as they camped in that place, Moses sent out 12 leaders into the promised land. He said, I want you to go in, I want you to look around, and I want you to bring back a report to us. And so these 12 leaders, we call them 12 spies, they went into the land of Canaan. And as they looked around, you know, they all saw the very same thing. They spent 40 days looking around. And every one of those 12 saw the very same thing. But when they came back, they had different opinions. Every one of them saw that, that there was milk and honey in that land. It was a good place. 
You know, there was peace and there was joy and there was, you know, uh, abundance and there was increase and there was fruit and there was wonderful things in that land. And that the, the cities were large and there were big walls around the cities. They were very fortified. And the people inside the cities were very well-trained soldiers and warriors. In fact, a lot of them were so big that they, they thought that they were giants. They said, there are giants there, my goodness. And so they all came back and they all told the same thing up to a point they said it's a great land it's a land that's filled with milk and honey it's 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 a land that is uh, that, that 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 is full of all the stuff that we want and there are giants there and there are walled cities they all told the same story up to to a point and at one point, 10 out of the 12 said, in conclusion, we don't have a chance of winning. Two of the spies believed just the opposite. It's amazing how two people at one job site can see the very same thing. And one of them believed that we cannot do this, and the other says we can. It's amazing how two people can, can face one problem in a family or financial situation or, 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 or some other obstacle or hurdle in life, and both of them looking at the same thing and acknowledging the same thing can yet walk away with different perspectives and different opinions. And one people, one group of people, uh, their opinion is we cannot win this. And the other one's saying, sure we can. This is easy for us. That's amazing. The story's found in Numbers chapter 13. Let me cut to the heart of what I'm talking about in verse 30 and verse 31. Uh, the Bible says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. We're well able to overcome the obstacles and the enemies and, and the problems and the hurdles and the difficulties. We are well able. That's what Caleb said. Verse 31. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. <laughs> okay, we are able, we are not able. Which one is it? Well, you know, whether you believe you are able through the grace and the will of God, or if you believe you are not able, Whichever one you believe is right. That's the heart of this message. What you believe about you and God in your situation is going to be right. You see, because the ten that believed they were not able did not, the two that believed they were did. That's the only difference between these two groups. You'll not find another thing that's different. God is teaching here a very valuable lesson. The first lesson is, is we don't want to fall prey to the opinions of others when they refuse to put God in the equation. We don't want to believe the report of others because the whole congregation of Israel, the whole nation of Israel, they went with majority rules. They believed the ten and not the two. 
I don't want to believe the majority if the majority has taken God out of the situation. Hello? You know majority does not rule. God rules. Hello? This is one of the lessons we need to realize is that not every time, you know, truth is not determined, I'll put it this way, truth is not determined by a show of hands. And we must realize that in life. Don't fall prey to the opinions and the propaganda of the world or of the devil. You know, uh, the world wants you to believe that your faith in God is worth nothing. That your trust in God is worth nothing. That your trust in Jesus Christ will not put you ahead, will not count, does not factor in to anything. That is a lie. It factors into everything. Now, my challenge to you is believe it. Because if you do not, you will be right as far as your life is concerned. That's the truth. You might say, I don't believe it. Well, don't, don't worry about it. It will never bother you then. Yeah. Discount it. But that's God's truth. You see, we must refuse to believe what the world has to say. We must refuse to believe the propaganda of the world. What they say about you, don't believe. Even if a multitude believes something about you, you put God into the equation and believe what God believes about you. Not just about you, but no matter what the world says about themselves, don't believe that. Believe what God says about them. Believe God. Put God in the equation. We must not fall prey. Do not mistake opinion, even educated opinion, for truth. These ten men went into the land. They saw the same thing that the other two saw, and they came back with a majority educated opinion. Don't mistake opinion, even educated opinion, for truth. When someone takes God out of the equation, realize that they have missed the boat. Okay? Don't let them convince you no matter, no matter how many hands are raised. In order to know the truth, and the truth is what sets you free. In order to know the truth, we must always figure God into the equation. You see, Joshua and Caleb saw something that others did not see. Joshua and Caleb saw that the will and the plan of God was greater than the strength and the strategy of their enemies. And that's the way it always will be. Numbers, the 14th chapter, verse 8 and verse 9 says this, If the Lord delights in us, He will bring us into this land and will give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Don't fear the world you're about to go into. Don't be afraid of the majority. Don't be afraid of the raised hands. 
Don't be afraid of the educated opinions. Keep God in your equation. And as you do, as the years pass along, you will be like Joshua and Caleb. You believe it, you receive it. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for joining us for another exciting message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to all of our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.